Welcome to Q&A Monday. Now about once a month, I get this type of question, typically in my Instagram DMs. And so I'm really glad that Katrina emailed me so I can actually answer it here now on the podcast. Now, maybe you saw the title and you're thinking, I don't have an only child. Well, I want to encourage you to listen to this episode, even if you have a whole gaggle of kids, because I think it's going to help you to be able to understand and to more importantly, to be able to support families and friends who want to homeschool, but have an only child. You'll be able to pull out some of these tips I'm going to share with you and give them to uh, these families that are maybe thinking about homeschool and this might be holding them back. So let's dive into Katrina's question. Now, Katrina lives in Oregon and she asked, she says, I'm curious on your thoughts about homeschooling an only child. I'm curious how to do this successfully without him feeling isolated or lonely. Do you have any tips or suggestions? Yes, I do. Let's talk about that right now. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. In episode 15, I discussed specifically about socialization, and it's been sprinkled throughout here in different episodes. I do have some thoughts about it. If you've been around here for a while, you know that. But go back after this episode and listen to episode 15 for more details on socialization for the full picture. But for right now, I just want to put out a reminder that forced association is not socialization. Let's just remember that and keep that in context when we're talking about socialization or feeling lonely or um, isolated or not being prepared for the world. I know her question wasn't specific about socialization, but I think it gives a good um, reminder of that as well, that being in a classroom with a bunch of other eight-year-olds and one, maybe two, possibly teachers isn't necessarily going to keep a child from feeling lonely or going to lead them to great socialization. Now, yes, I come from a perspective with multiple kids, but I'm going to tell you that my kids are way more sociable and comfortable in situations than I was at their age. And it can also be very easy for parents of homeschoolers, whether it's one child, two children, 15 children, it can, it's actually a decision to not stay home. And I'm going to tell you at some seasons in our life, I had to, now, yes, there was three kids, but still, even if you have one, you can get involved in a lot of stuff. We would have to actively say, and you can ask a lot of homeschoolers, they will say, We need to actually be home once in a while in order to sit down and do some of our formal education uh, to meet our goals that we have for this year. So today I'm going to share five tips for the homeschool mom to consider when homeschooling an only child. Before I go into that, I just want to mention that there are a lot of benefits that those who have an only child who say this is a benefit of only homeschooling one kiddo. And I say only in quotes because it's not anything less 
homeschooling and fully educating one child at home or five or 10, it doesn't matter. They are still each an individual child. So some of the benefits that those who are homeschooling an only child say, hey, look, we get one-on-one. Now, when you have a couple of kids, the student-to-teacher ratio is much lower than if they were in public or private school. But one-on-one, I mean, you can't get any any less than that. So kids are able to get specific answers and directly right then and there for whatever issues, if they're struggling in math, you can work one-on-one. And a low student-to-teacher ratio is really the greatest indicator of higher achievement when it comes to education. Now, if you've also been here a while, you know that's not necessarily my main focus when it comes to homeschooling. And I think a lot of us feel that way as well. But overall, when people are talking about statistically and success and how they do maybe on SATs or getting into college, a low student to to teacher ratio is the greatest indicator of success. So when you have one-on-one, that's amazing. Also, there's a lower cost. You're only purchasing curriculum or programs or going on field trips with one child as opposed to many. There is also less time involved in the everyday. You get your lessons done in half an hour, hour, two hours, three hours, whatever it is and depends upon the age of the child and how academic they are and what your goals are for homeschool. But overall, it's less time. You can have also more focus. There's focus on that child and what they want to learn. And there's also the benefit of less planning. If you homeschool a lot of children, you'll have more planning to do for your entire year, but also for each individual week. If you have one kiddo, and depending on your personality, maybe you want to plan some, it might only take you a few minutes, say on a Sunday afternoon, or maybe you're more of a kind of winging it, you have an idea, and you don't really need to plan at all. So those are just some of the benefits of homeschooling an only child. Let's now go into my five tips that I have for Katrina and for anybody that is homeschooling an only child. And like I said in the beginning, for any of you, just so that you tuck it in the back of your mind and that you can encourage and support families who want to get into homeschooling or who are homeschooling with just one kiddo. So the first one is to remember that whatever is important to you, you will make time for. Now this is going to sound weird, but if it's important to you to be lonely and isolated, you'll make time to be lonely and isolated, which most people aren't. Some people are hermits, yes. But if it's important to you for your son not to be lonely and isolated, then you're going to do the work. You're going to spend the time. You're going to make the effort to make sure that he gets what he needs and he's not lonely and isolated. This can go for everyone and everything. So if you like hiking, guess what? You'll make time for hiking. If you like reading, you'll make time for reading. You like gardening, you'll make time for gardening. You like to work on cars, you'll make time for working on cars. You like to exercise, you'll make time for exercise. We all make time in our lives for the things that are important to us. So I would say, Katrina, if it's important to you for him not to be lonely and isolated, you will make the time. And you just even reaching out and asking this question tells me that, yes, you are, you're willing to do what you need to do so that your son receives the experience that you're looking for him to have. My second tip is to consider your child's personality and specifically, are they an introvert or an extrovert? And then I want you to plan accordingly. 
Now, when kids are younger, it's more difficult to figure out if they're an introvert or an extrovert, as opposed to when you have a middle schooler or a high schooler, and it's very obvious, where do they get their energy from? An introvert gets their energy from spending time alone, refreshing and recharging, and an extrovert gets their energy from being out with people. Now, it doesn't mean an introvert doesn't like being with people, but in order to fuel up, they're going to need some time alone. So consider your son's personality and whether you feel like he's an introvert or extrovert. And if you have a young kiddo and you're like, I'm not quite sure, do a little bit of observation. Maybe kind of book a couple of days that are pretty busy and you guys are on the go and on the run. And then observe, are there meltdowns? Maybe day one and two go well, but three is kind of lagging and by day four, there's meltdowns. Well, if they didn't get some time to themselves to maybe just play or spend time outside, whatever will kind of recharge them, maybe that's an indication that they're a little bit more of an introvert. And this doesn't mean that I felt like some of my kids were more introverted when they were younger. I just think they were more laid back. And as they get older, I'm like, okay, you're more extroverted. And I have one that is very extroverted and I can see that. So I then have to, and so this goes on the other side. If you have a kiddo that's really extroverted, you sometimes have to force them to take time and to, well, when it gets to teens, like, let's get to bed. We're done. (laughs) We need to get some sleep. But extroverts sometimes, especially when they're young kids or even older kids, okay, teenagers, need to be reminded that they need some time alone to fuel up. Number three is to get involved. Find a co-op if that's something that you want. If you hop back to episode 27, I talk about co-ops. I go into the good, the bad, and the ugly. So hopefully that'll give you some direction on whether that is something you want to pursue with your family. So get involved in things, co-ops find field trips, get into some local Facebook groups where people will organize field trips. I'm in a couple and it's been a great resource. And as we have time and as you would have time, go ahead and and interest as well. Join in on those field trips. And sometimes you end up seeing the same kids. You'll maybe make some connections with specific families that you're like, yeah, we kind of jive and I'd like to get to know the mom better. I would like for our kids to get to know each other better. If you already have friends that are homeschooling and as you get to know other people that are homeschooling, set up, I don't want to say play dates because it sounds like kids are really young, but just play groups, get together, whether it's at a playground, your backyard, somewhere where they can just get to know each other. Kids get to know each other through play. So set up specific times that your son can just play with other kids and it's great for his imagination and great to get to know other kids as well. You can look for groups to join. Oftentimes libraries will have maybe specific targeted groups. Maybe there's a Lego group or there's a book club, but maybe what he is. So think about what he's interested in. Maybe he's interested in chess and there is no chess club at the library. Start a chess club, find other kids that are homeschooling. Again, those Facebook groups can be a great resource put out there and say, Hey, I'm looking for other kids that would be interested in playing chess, whatever it is you know, that your kiddo is interested in. So figure out what his interests are and form and start or also look for groups that would come alongside that. There's sports. There's lots of sports that uh, you can get involved in outside of school. That's a myth that there are no sports and it might depend upon where you live. Small towns might not have other options, but bigger areas definitely do. There's art classes. Um, Consider though, when you set this up and when you figure out what to do, consider tip number two. 
which is to think about your child's personality. Are they an introvert or an extrovert and to plan accordingly? So think about also your family's goals. And I know I talk about this in another episode, I don't remember which one, but decide whether it is more important to have maybe a couple of uh, close friends, either like a small close-knit group, or would you rather have a large amount of people that your son is exposed to? Some families are like, you know, I'd rather just have us uh, a couple of really close families and our kids all get along. That's important to us. And other people, I would want my child to know as many kids as possible. Well, then consider his introvert or extrovert. And then also, what are your family goals when it comes to getting to know other people and having friends? Do you want a lot of friends that maybe it's a little bit more surfacey? It's not uh, not as in-depth of relationships or would you rather a small group of friends where you they can get in really deep and more uh, more in depth with one another? Now, tips number four and five are specific for you, mom. And I want you to look into joining some online groups. This is number four. So some online support kind of groups through Facebook. That would be specific to only children, uh, parents. So I would get into the Facebook, go into the search and look for homeschooling with an only child, only child homeschool, just that kind of variation of those words and take a look at the groups. Go ahead and join some, see which ones you kind of jive with so that you can, and then go into those groups. And then specifically, if you're thinking about a specific topic or curriculum or concern you have, you can search in those groups for a word or two, and then you can pull up old, uh, older posts that people have put in instead of asking a question that's been asked already you can just write that in there, get some answers and some direction. Yeah, so go ahead and join some groups that are specific to having only children. Doesn't mean you can't join other groups. You're not excluded. But join those groups that you can get tangible, practical tips and advice for specifically to your situation. Now, number five is, Mama, I want you to make sure that you get some time alone. You get some time with friends whether this is during the day, it's in the evenings or on the weekends. Episode 48, just a couple episodes back, I specifically talked about not losing our identity as a homeschool mom. And this can go for if you have one child, you have five children, you have 10 children. But I feel like it can become more common if you have one child because it's just you and them. It's one-on-one. I'm not saying dad's not involved but probably most of the time he's not there and as in-depth involved. And so mama, I want to make sure that you fill your cup. We can't pour from an empty cup. So you need to figure out what is it that's going to fill up your cup. Maybe in the afternoon, even if your kiddo is 13 years old, you say one hour in the afternoon, I want you to just have some quiet room time, whether reading or playing, whatever it is so that you have a, an hour that I don't say you have to be in your room where whatever it is you want to do, where there just isn't that interaction where you can just are alone with your thoughts. And especially if you're an introvert, this might be something to do, but just take some time on your own. Maybe in the evening after dinner, you go for a walk on your own, or you meet up a friend and go for a walk. Maybe you randomly meet friends out for dinner or dessert or on the weekends, but go back and listen to episode 48. I think that'll really help. So let's wrap this up and I'm going to go over the five tips real quick one more time. Number one is to remember that whatever is important to you, you will make time for. Number two is to consider your child's personality, specifically if they are an introvert or extrovert and plan your days and your homeschool accordingly. 
Number three is get involved. Find activities, find sports, find other people out there that are doing things and you can join in with them. It can be a group that you get together with once a week, or you could have five days a week that you're getting together and doing different things. Maybe you're get involved in art lessons. You find some of that old teacher kiddo art lessons or co-op, whatever it is, get involved in things. Number four is mom, I want you to join some Facebook groups that are specific to your situation with homeschooling and only child so that you get the resources and the support and the encouragement and the practical, tangible advice that's going to help you in your situation. And number five is I want you to make sure mom, and this goes for all moms, to make sure that you get some time alone or you get some time with friends or both and so that you can fuel yourself up again, can't pour from an empty cup. Well, this has been a fantastic question. Thanks for sending it in, Katrina. And if you have a question you'd like me to answer on a Q&A Monday, I want you to send it to a new email address so I don't, doesn't get lost in the mumble jumble of things. I want you to send it to info, I-N-F-O, at littlebylittlehomeschool.com. Include your question, your first name, and your state, and I could be answering your question real soon on an upcoming episode. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.